it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you as well as a few of my own and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to the windowsill. If this is your first visit, well, I'm sure glad you found your way here. And if you're back for more, well, more is what I have for you today, for sure. I'm looking forward to this conversation or to having you hear this conversation that I had with the lovely Lori Siebert. She is one of y'all's favorites to listen to, such a creative force. And earlier in the year, which hasn't gone on very long yet, but I'll just say kind of at the turn of the year, uh, we were texting and both saying, hey, we're really leaning into our health and what that looks like for us this year. Let's um, be accountable to each other for that. And why don't we talk about it out loud? So that is what we're bringing you today. Some certainly creative talk from Lori, some of what she's up to, but a bold, honest discussion, or I should say a supportive, honest discussion about health and how that relates to our continuing to be creative. So a little bit about Lori. When Lori is asked to define her artistic style, she says that she likes to be a bit of a chameleon. She started taking private art lessons at the ripe age of seven and continued to study art throughout school. This led to a degree in graphic design from the University of Cincinnati, and her firm, Alika Studios, has developed branding and design programs for so many influential clients such as Target, Bath & Body Works, Nickelodeon, Universal Studios, and so, so many wholesale companies that bring Alika Studios products into your home. Lori began the art licensing arm of her business 15 years ago and now works with several top manufacturers in gift and home decor. She creates every day in her home studio in Kentucky, sewing, sculpting, drawing, painting, meeting with clients, and developing concepts with her very talented design team. Her husband, Steve, is her business partner, and she has two great children, Kenzie, who is Snippets of Whimsy, you might know on Instagram a designer who works closely with her mom at Alika, and Tanner, who is a mechanical engineer. She also has two fab grandchildren who light up her life. So one of the things that I love about Lori is just how she's poured herself into being her authentic self unapologetically, especially kind of over COVID in the last few years, because I think, you know, she was more quietly kind of working hard and being a designer. And now she shows up for all of us in such generous ways. So as I mentioned, today, we really lean into 
what being healthy looks like, what paying attention to ourselves, our bodies, our path looks like as it pertains to being able to continue doing what we love to do. I also have another episode that leans heavily into this from a professional point of view. It's episode 97 with Lisa Murphy. And the title of that one is At the Intersection of Healthy Aging and Creativity. Lisa Murphy shares why you can't have one without the other and how she reinvented herself through the four pillars of wellness. So that is a good combo listen with this. And hopefully you'll find some things that you can stand for and do yourself. Lori and I decided that we wanted to hold each other accountable and have a space for you to do that too. So you'll probably see more posts and stories just about things we found, great recipes, a great yoga class, things like that. So the hashtag for that is going to be self-care in 24. If you see that popping up or if you'd like to tag it and and kind of jump in and and be there for us and for each other, that's the plan. So enough of that. Let's get chatting because this is a great topic and very relevant for all of us. Thanks for being here. Oh, Lori, I'm so glad you're here. I love talking to you and this audience loves hearing from you. I love talking to you. And we just talked for quite a while before we, we did. Y'all. Sometimes this happens where it's like, do we still have time to record? <laughs> <laughs> and there was probably a lot of good juicy stuff in there that we could have recorded. Oh, well. well, there was, but we'll bring it back around. That's right. So if you don't know Lori, well, we'll get into that and who she is. But at the beginning of the year, we were texting each other about health and accountability and how important it is. You know, it's January, so it was. So we we're thinking about that and, and you know, what to do. So we want to lean into that and see if any of you agree with us and kind of hear from you. And we have we have some ideas. Yep. Right. Lots. So at it, with that in mind. Tell us a little bit, those who might not know who Lori Siebert is, which I, there's not a lot. Um, you're, tell us a bit about your journey into the world of art and design. I feel like you've really traversed a lot and and you are someone who I feel, even though we can all say it takes so much time, it really, you got to just keep doing. I just feel like you're blossoming yourself in so many different ways right now. So just kind of give us a little outline. Okay, here's the outline. So started painting when I was seven. So it's been part of my life, my whole life. Um, my guidance counselor said, don't go into fine art. You can't make any money that way. So I went into graphic design. So got my degree in graphic design and started my design firm three years out of college. Um, was first doing mostly business to business branding and all that kind of stuff. And then decided I want to go after clients that are more exciting. So started working with Target and Bath and Body Works and Nickelodeon and Universal Studios because we went out and got those accounts. Um, and that led to, I we were always an illustration-based firm. So I, I don't even know where I heard about licensing, but I did and read about it. And so I sent somebody to um, the licensing show to check it out and then we showed the following year there, found out we should probably be at Surtex instead. So then we started showing at Surtex. Uh, we had an agent um, for over 15 years, left our agent about three years ago. So now I'm just representing myself and our daughter, Kenzie, who's Snippets of Whimsy on Instagram. 
um, which is great. And the reason I guess you're seeing things shaking up with me over the last few years is uh, it's intentional because I had this little stew that all happened at once where I lost both parents within a span of a year. We sold our studio building that we were in for 30 years and paid off all our debt. So now we're all working from home. I turned 60. So, you know, I started doing the math in my head and thinking, if there are things that I really want to do in this life, then I better get on with it. Mm. Um, So really have been travel teaching and hosting retreats and painting more of what I want to paint and just, you know, really leaning into things that bring me more joy And like being with Kenzie at the gift show recently brought me so much joy because I'm now watching her shine and kind of coaching her to maybe lean into those kinds of things sooner in your life. So the reason the whole self-care thing came about and why I reached out to you first, it was because I listened to your episode where you talk with your Swissy Mm -hmm. and I call my sissy, sissy too, not Swissy, but sissy. Um, And I don't know. I just thought we're thinking along the same lines in some areas. And I thought, so if I'm going to be traveling and doing all these things, then I better be in good shape so I can keep walking and doing those things. And found out I have severe sleep apnea, which that's a whole story. And um, so I had to get that taken care of, which I did and have arthritis in my back and hips. And I'm like, all right, Lori, You have never been good at really paying attention to your body because I'm always just work, 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 all about work and, you know, creating, taking care of clients and not focusing on my health and my body. Mm -hmm. So this is the year for that. Uh, Well, this is the starting year. We're going to keep going. That's right. You know, I just think this is such an important topic because... We do tend to, I mean, our our work draws us in. Our studio is a magnet usually. You know, my, whether it's your computer or your paints or your sewing needle, whatever you're doing. But on the way to that, we need to grab our water and our healthy food and our yoga mat and our, you know, whatever it is. And I think um, it's easier said than done for some of us. Um, and those of you who are just like, oh, I do that anyway kudos to you. I need more of whatever you're having. But I think one of the things that Lori and I were talking about was how to make this stick for ourselves. I mean, this is not new news to any of us. Like this ebbs and flows in our life, whether depending on how you feel or what you have got going on and or what you're reading or whatever. But for instance, drinking water, never an issue for me until like, but I've kind of fallen off the water bandwagon. I don't know why. I know that. I, I've i done it. I know it. I don't dislike it. I just haven't. I just will make a cup of tea instead. Yeah. And I and I kept um, I, I kept asking, well, how much water do I need to drink? And then I recently heard the formula because I went to a, a class at my uh, former chiropractor. She did a, like a nutrition class. And she said, drink 50% of your body weight in ounces a day. I heard that too. Yikes. So I think I texted that to you. You did. That's 
where I heard it. That's a lot of water. But one of the things I'm doing to stay, like my husband just kind of laughs at me because I go all gung-ho on things and then I like taper off. And so he just kind of skeptically looks at me and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So one of the things that I did this time is my friend, Angela Evans, who you know, she, I travel with her um, when I taught in France in September and she just kept sharing all these little health nuggets because she's really into that. She listens to a podcast or a YouTube channel. I think it's a YouTube channel, Dr. Living Good. Mm -hmm. And she just kept sharing all these little tips and, you know, I would listen and kind of write them down, but it didn't click until I decided I, I like I made this mental shift where okay Laura you really do have to do this or else you're not going to be able to travel and do the things you want to do um so she is my accountability partner I, I texted her and said will you like what that means for her is I mean it's just texting me you know a couple times a week and saying are you drinking your water or she said, buy yourself a 40-ounce Stanley cup and drink two of them before lunch and two of them before five o'clock. And, you know, just like when some, I need to be told what to do when it comes mm. to exercise and health and food. Like in art, like I'm fine, like going on my own and figuring out what I'm going to design and create and all that. But I don't know how to, like I had a, I had a um, coach or a trainer for a while before COVID. And I loved that because mm -hmm. I would just go there and she would tell me to, what to do. And yeah. that works for me. Yeah. Um, so I fell off that bandwagon during COVID, but um, Angela also suggested yoga by Adrian, mm -hmm. who okay. I, she told me that about probably two years ago, but I finally <laughs> recently like actually did some of her classes and yeah. that works for me. I love her. And I can stick to that. Yoga so. by Adrian, it for those of you listening, is a YouTube uh creator. And she's been doing it for years. And it's free, y'all. It's free. Yoga by Adrian. We'll put it in the show notes. But she's got um foundational courses so you can learn about yoga if you've never done it. She's got yoga for teens. She's got, do you want a 10-minute? you know, relaxing one today. Do you want to do an hour? She's got little challenges and she's just so friendly and approachable. And, and I love how she has her dog with her and he'll I come know. over and like lay on her leg at times. He's so and, cute. Well, I, I actually downloaded this app. I think it's called just fit. And I did mm -hmm. one of the, one of the daily um, workouts and it was a little too challenging for me because mm -hmm. I'm not in good shape. So mm -hmm. what I love about the yoga with Adrian is like, she has classes that I can do at this level yeah. and work up to being able to do um, more involved or like, I laugh at myself doing the yoga poses because I sure don't look like she does. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just not flexible. And so, but she, she'll tell you, you know, if you can't do it this way, do it this way. And so I really, that discovery was a big one for me. I think what's important about what you just said too, is you do it. She makes it approachable. So you do it. And that's, I, I've struggled with that for always. And, and that's a bit of a, you know, like comparison thing or whatever, but 
if you can find a thing, something that you can do, plus you're in the comfort of your own home. Nobody's looking, right. you know? Right. So, right. um, yeah, she yoga by Adrian. Fantastic. Some of you might have a Peloton. I don't know if you know that if you have a Peloton, there's a Peloton app that you can put on your phone. They have Pilates, they have running, they have yoga, all sorts of things. Also fairly approachable, but there's a lot of ways to, we were talking about it earlier too. You know, if you spend any time on, on Instagram, right, all these ads are coming through. So it might be, it's the beginning of year. So they're, they're saying like, how's your weight? How's your movement? Like whatever those, all the drugs are that you could be taking now and uh, (laughs) Ozempic or whatever it is. And like, it makes us wonder because we're conditioned in a certain way. And like, like we're talking about here, Lori and I are the same age and, and we need to be thinking about that. I'm one that struggled with weight my entire life, not necessarily because I needed to, but societally, I believed I did. And now I need to more, more. So I, we just wanted to bring this conversation up, you know? and, And I don't think it's so much for me, I guess I've kind of finally came to the place where I don't know, it's as much about weight for me. It's, it's more about how I feel and how I can move in the world. And so a few things have worked for me in that, the the food area. Um, I did start intermittent fasting about a year ago. Um, so I try not to eat unless I'm out of town and, you know, something, sometimes I go off the wagon, but usually I don't eat until like 12 or one. And then I try to stop eating by seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I cut out bread for yeah. the most part. Same. Um, and then recently after going to that nutrition class, I've really, um, upped my, my real food intake and like really tried not to do processed foods. So on Sundays I'm food prepping. Mm -hmm. So I'll do like roast, roast sweet potatoes and carrots or other vegetables, make quinoa, um, have beans. And then like through the week, then it's easy for me to just throw stuff in a bowl and eat and not have, not go to crap because I don't have the good stuff on hand. Made. Yeah. And I think just, that's a perfect example of not necessarily focusing on, oh, I need telling yourself you need to lose weight. It's telling yourself you want to be healthy and it, and things kind of align that way. Yeah. Right. And putting some processes in place that help you to do that. Because, you know, if I wasn't food prepping or if I wasn't, you know, thinking, okay, instead of chips, I love crunchy snacks. So what else can I have? So I need to have celery on hand and and hummus or so I still have that, but it's Mm -hmm. just a healthier choice. And like you said, I mean, we know these things. I've known these things. We, you know, but won't you once you like make that mindset shift i guess which i finally realize i'm like all right you're not getting any younger you better take care of your body yeah <laughs> and yeah. and then it's it's really intentional and like i i wake up in the morning and i'm not dying to exercise i would rather go in the studio and paint but i know that if i stretch or do something then my day is probably going to be a little better or, you know, when I travel, I'm going to be able to walk more. Yeah. Well, it and it circles back, like, like you said about contributing to the ability to keep doing what you love. I mean, if you go, if you stop on the way to the studio and move and I say you, but I mean, I'm talking, we, 
Um, because otherwise we just sit there, right? Or stand, whatever. But I I just think we just wanted to talk about it out loud because I feel like it doesn't really matter what age we are. For us, it's it's more mindful because oh my gosh, you know, parents are aging or aren't, aren't here and 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 it and we have physical things that are showing up that weren't before. So how do we keep mindful so we can do what we love? And you know, that was another thing you said, Lori, which which I want to circle back to is kind of no, you know, you've been doing creative things long enough to be able to say, I want to do, I want to lean into my style more. I want to lean into what I want to do more and teaching and traveling. And, and this all layers into that, I think. Oh, it absolutely does. Um, yeah, because when I'm traveling, I have to walk a lot. So if I have, you know, an aching back and hips, I'm not going to be able to do that. I mean, travel is not easy. I mean, you know that it's, it's travel is hard. So the older you get, the harder it gets because you're lugging all these suitcases around, having to get them on and off trains. Like if you're doing European travel, which is always stressful. So (laughs) yeah, I mean, that, I think that's what's driving this for me is I know I want to do these things. And if I'm going to want to do these things, I have to do this to be able to do it. Yeah. And, I, but I'm already preaching to my kids. Like I'm telling Kenzie and Tanner now, I'm like, stretch now, yeah. you know, move your body now. Yeah. <laughs> don't my, wait. Oh, it's so true. And, and I, they don't always listen. Cause my mom's all, of course been telling me that my whole life. And I, and I, again, I, I, it's been off and on for me, but my parents are, Sorry, I'm going to say it, mom and dad, because they will listen. My dad will be 89 in March. He still goes and rides his exercise bike every single day and does. He was in the army early on. So I think that was something that trained him to do sit ups and push ups and all that. And my dear mom does 170 crunches a day. Oh, my gosh. And as she's doing it, she's counting backwards by seven because she her brain smarts are just as important as her body smarts. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's simple. Like you don't it, you don't need to you need a surface like she yeah. gets out of bed. She lays on the carpet or yoga mat, whatever, next to the bed, does her stuff counts done for the day, you know, so um, I know. I'm loving all the the wall Pilates and the chair Pilates. Like Mm -hmm. I can sit in a chair and do this stuff. I can, I can put my legs up on a wall and do the the kind of stretches they're showing. I think, I don't know. It's so accessible. You don't have to go to a gym. You can do it right in your own little house, in your own little pajamas. So we thought, we thought it would be great to kind of share that with each other and you and so we developed a little hashtag for y'all, hashtag self-care in 24. And so if Lori finds something that she feels is worth sharing, and if I do, we'll have those in our stories. And if you want to show us how much water you're drinking, um, just pop that hashtag on so we'll see it, self-care in 24. And we we thought it would be really fun to kind of help each other out. And we both are... It's very important for both of us to be an active part of the community we're in, which is you. And I just feel like this is a a, a really important part of what, what we need to do, all of us. 
Yeah. And I want, I want to circle back quickly because I'm on the sleep apnea bandwagon now. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little. So I put that off for over 10 years. I mean, I've been told that I'm a major snorer for years and from our dear friend, Paula Jorling, who said, you snore like a man (laughs) anyway. Um, but I kept, I almost went in for a sleep test probably about five years ago and just didn't do it. And then I recently was teaching at Camp Create, shared a room with someone. And she, in the morning, she said, you know, you stop breathing. And mm-hmm. Kenzie has told me that too. So finally did it. And I came to find out that if you have apnea, it it's not good. Like it can affect your heart and all other kinds of things. And I have severe. So like I was having episodes like 36 an hour. And so now I'm, I've had the mask for about two weeks and I have so much more energy. I didn't even realize how exhausted I was until I started sleeping with proper oxygen. So I've since told a couple friends who also were putting it off and they have set their appointments to have the test done and you know, it just, if if you snore, it doesn't mean you have apnea, right. but you may. And if you do, it's good to know and treat yeah. it because it can affect a lot of things in your body. So that was the other thing that I, I did it again, because I want to be able to do all the things that I want to do. And, and it's and, not going to be fun carrying around with me at airports <laughs> and wearing it and whatever, but oh, well. But, and it's hereditary too. It is. That's those are the things I found out that it's somewhat based on the structure of your mouth and also it's hereditary. And my sister wears a mask, my brother wears a mask, my dad probably should have had a mask, but never was tested. So yeah, I you learn all these things. I'm I'm learned like once you make this kind of health commitment, it's funny. I, I think that's true of anything. Once you put it out in the universe, like all this information starts to come your way. Mm-hmm. So that's been happening where, you know, people are sending me chefs that they love and uh, tips like my chiropractor. I just found out about these courses she's doing that are free. Like she's doing one tomorrow night that's or Wednesday night. That's about um, a detox, doing a detox or mm. an elimination diet, which she talked a little bit about that in the last class I went. So I don't know. I'm just taking it all in and then like use applying the nuggets that work for me. I think that's, it's so much about that because so much comes in front of us. It's applying First of all, it's, it's learning from people that you trust and applying it. And I, I imagine right now there's people thinking sleep apnea, could that be me? And it doesn't, ha- you don't have to wait, you know, you could have this at any age for me. Um, I, I, you know, we're, and I'm no health expert and neither is Lori by any means, but what we felt was important by was sharing, like, here's where we are in our journey, right? Like I found out, um, I didn't find out I was having trouble breathing. Like I would walk up this hill that I've walked up my whole life in the back of our cabin, my grandparents. And I got to the top. I was like, I am short of breath and I I'm, I'm in decent shape. What? something else is going on and not to go too into the weeds, but I did an elimination diet and I found out I have something called sarcoidosis. They don't know how it starts. They don't know how to cure it, all that. But 
a doctor, doctor, medical doctor to, to, you know, if it's inflammation of your, of your lungs and other things, but for me, it shows up in my lungs. So they want to give you steroids. So I was on 140 milligrams of steroids, which I was not interested in. And I did, and not to say that's not important too, but for me, I was able to do the elimination diet, get rid of wheat, dairy, and corn and steroids. I don't have to take the steroids because those things are inflammatory. And do I miss bread? Not so much, really, because I can breathe. <laughs> so, you know, but it's little things without, you know, like yeah. I just wanted to peel back the was, pull back yeah. the curtain a little bit and say, you know, are you listening to yourself? Just drinking water cures so many yeah. things. Yeah. You know, Ann Brown, right? Our good friend Ann Brown was she she's been on a real health journey and she found out that like she's had a lot of issues and with her gut and she found out she went through an elimination diet and cut out like it was the things that she was eating the most of were harming her body the most so she completely changed what she's eating she's lost a ton of weight she feels she looks great she feels great so yeah and everybody's different in what their body likes and doesn't like and so I'm traveling a lot, but I plan when I'm home for a month straight, I do want to do the elimination diet because you oh, I can't wait to see what you learn from a that. lot out. <laughs> and yeah. And I wanna stick to it. So um yeah, so you cut out dairy, soy, wheat, gluten, alcohol, that- sugar, like uh, almost everything which you're left with like lean yeah. proteins and and then you bring it back in and your and body you tells some you fruits too. what it by re- reactions right so you bring things in and then this is something interesting i learned so when you eat something like you think you're going to have an immediate reaction if you don't if your body doesn't like it well you have to wait 72 hours so you eat it wait 72 hours and then decide if, if something's it's going pretty amazing. What happens if we listen that. to ourselves, you know? Oh, and I haven't listened for, I just don't, I haven't paid attention and I'm kind of a little bit paying the price. So that's why I think you can reverse some of yeah. this stuff. If you do take care of yourself. That's so right. That's we are. And with, come with us, self-care in 24. I just, I I personally save a bunch of stuff. I, there's, um, you can save to folders on Instagram. You can make your folders. And I have, like you were saying, Lori, food and exercise routines and, and things like that. So we'll just start sharing those. Yeah. Yeah. And recipes and just tips and tricks. Like, one of the things Angela does, she drinks a mm. teaspoon of apple cider vinegar three times a day. And there are just other things that she shared with me. I'm like, oh, there's well, a I lot of things that will help boost I could, you. Like I could do help that. boost your metabolism. And, you know, we're all learning all the time. And, 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 um, I love, and I hope y'all share with us too. share with each other. Right. That's the well, and we were talking before you press, press record, like this is mm-hmm. a creative podcast. What does this have to do with that? Well, I think, I believe that you can't be your best creative self if you are not in the right physical and mental space. So I feel like if you really, really take care of your mind, body, spirit, that's when your best work will happen. 
So uh, I think that's the connection to creativity. Um, You do. We do have to take care of our mind, body, and spirit. And it's really easy to put that off and say, I have a deadline or I have a goal or I need to do this. But I don't know. I would guess just, I say just, but it's a big deal to find out about your sleep situation. And having the sleep you need must make you feel so different during the day. Oh, I'm not foggy. Like every day before, like around two o'clock, my my brain would be just foggy. And I, I felt like I needed a nap. And I would wake up with headaches because I didn't know that was tied into this because that was one of the questions they asked me. Do you wake up with a headache? And I'm like, yeah, but mm-hmm. I always have. So hmm. that's just the way it is, I thought. So, because wow, sleep yeah. in so general, like I used to think, oh, I don't need it. You know, I remember somebody's hearing somewhere along the way that Martha Stewart got four hours of sleep or something. That's how she had time to be creative. But we all know now that sleep adds to your, your mental health, your physical health, your, you know, alertness, all of that. And I, I, I need to get better at that. But that's again, something else I'm working on and, and it's, and it's paying off. Yep. Yeah. Sleep, water, food, exercise. Yeah. There's a show. I, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but Angela recommend this too. Mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. You Are What You Eat. It's on Netflix. And it looks really interesting because there it's a study where they have mm-hmm. several sets of identical twins and they give one twin a vegan diet oh. and the other an omnivore diet. Um, and then they're gonna, I, like I said, I haven't watched it. I've just watched, started oh, part of it, but it looks really interesting. All these things will be in the show notes. I did want to circle a little bit back around too, cause you and Kenzie, um, were in Atlanta for the show. And I just feel like Lori in the past few years, like you've been so busy for years and years creating for all these different companies, some of which you mentioned and, I feel like some of it was behind the scenes and now more people know kind of who you are and are are kind of watching this happen. And tell me a little bit about how it feels and what's happening because you're leaning into doing the kind of art you want to do. I think because, well, after we sold our studio building and we paid off debt, there was, and we left, we left our agent. There were just all these things that after all that happened, I did not feel the amount of pressure to produce mm. as much art mm. for as many companies as I had in the past. So really decided to pick and choose the companies that we really want to partner with and do more with and, So that relieved a lot of pressure um, to have to just produce, 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 because I've been kind of the breadwinner for our family. I mean, my husband is my business partner, but like I was the one producing the work mostly. Yeah. Um, So that was a lot of pressure. You know, I because some of my friends who are in this business, their husbands, you know, they have separate jobs and they're earning that money. Well, all of it yeah. was on this this company, our our licensing business. Um, so that really kind of changed my whole mindset. Mm-hmm. My husband Steve was a lot more relaxed, and 
So that just opened up for me in my mind, like, what do you really want to do? Who do you want to work with? How do you want to spend your time? What do you, where do you want to travel? What do you want to create? Um, Because you start doing the math when you hit your 60s and you're like, okay, there's not as many years here to work with. I better get to it and do these things that I really want to do. So like at this last show, I actually wasn't going to show as much of my own stuff. I was really going to go there to support Kenzie, which is amazing because Um, As Steve, like my husband teasingly (laughs) says, I'm the has-been, she's the it girl, (laughs) which I'm perfectly cool with that because it's just fun to like walk into a showroom and see two or three of her collections and just be proud of her and feel okay with stepping back from that just a little bit so that I can go and pursue some other things that have been. I think the cool thing about that is um, not to contradict Steve, but you're you are shining lori in a way in a slightly different arena like kenzie is is up and coming in the licensing with her own name you are showing so many people that they can do what they love to do and and i and i don't mean like that as a cliche but i mean work hard but also at the same time, lean into who you want to be. And, and if you spend some time drawing these flower paintings, they might be picked up because you did it out of, out of really wanting to do that. And that, that comes across in your art. It comes across in the people who want to take a class and learn how you did it. Like there's just so many facets to what you're doing now. And I, I, I just, I love that for you. It's funny you said that because like I I keep these art journals because I was inspired by Jennifer Working Lewis and never did that and started doing it when I was doing these Instagram challenges. I started putting some of that work in these these journals. Well, now I have kind of a set of them with a lot of paintings in them. And I'm thinking none of these are really appropriate for licensing. But on a whim, Mm. I decided to throw them in my bag and bring them with me to this last show. And oh, yeah, like people kind of lit up over these. And I don't know what's going to happen with them because I just thought they're my weird little paintings that, you know, they're not going to appeal to middle America. But I don't know. Whenever I guess you put your heart behind something, I guess it shows. Just yesterday, I, I was on an art journal kick. And I posted a cup, Nelsey and um, oh, who was the other one? As a as an art director, bring me your journals because Brenda Olson Art does this too. She has on her website, which I think is absolutely genius. One of her tabs is her journals because we tend to think oh. that we have to be have this finished art. And and I think as artists, we think, oh, a journal. I just did my daily morning musings that way, or I wanted to clean my brush off, or I just felt like fiddling around with this mark making or this thing I thought of. We're not thinking that's a product, but somebody else might be. And I think um, it, it just the way that um, Brenda Olson Art has it on her website, it's like permission to see that. And to say, oh my gosh, I love how she did that bird or or that, you know, whatever it is. And 
I love that you brought him with you, Lori, right. because the other thing that it, I don't know, I'm just speaking from, from myself as somebody who loves to feel like when you look through a journal, doesn't it feel like you're being let in? It's like Narnia, you know, you're, you're being led into a secret. So, it, so that you person know. viewing it might yeah. be like, Oh, nobody's probably seen this. Can we do something with this? I mean, I think it's kind of a secret weapon. Yeah. Well, they kept asking me, they're like, have you licensed any of this? And I'm like, well, I didn't know that anyone would really want to, but because <laughs> I was just doing them as the challenges, which actually those challenges gave, that's another thing that gave yes. me permission to just paint what I want to paint instead of um, always having that thing in the back of my mind when I yeah. would paint or draw, like, is this going to sell? Is middle American going to like this? Is this licensable? All that stuff. And I finally just said to myself, don't care about that. Just stop caring about that and just paint what you want to paint and put it in your journal. And I love having mm -hmm. them because I'm like, these are little legacy oh treasures that I can hand down to my family. <laughs> if nothing else happens with them, that's kind of what I think of them. That's what, when I saw Jennifer's, um, her journals years ago, I'm like, I want books like that, that you can just page through. And it's weird because I'll look through some of them now and I'm like, I have no recollection of painting that or how did I do that? Or because I, I just got lost in doing it because it was it came from a place of joy. So I don't know. It's a good practice. Such a good practice. And that's another thing we were talking about earlier that I'd love to circle back to is how we communicate who we are creatively. Because just like you said, we're thinking often, is that gonna sell? Should I put that color in? First of all, you can change the color, but um, I feel like there's a, there's, I'm going to call it a movement. There's a, a way of thinking, let's say, whether you can be an artist who is very flexible and has an agent or not, but you might be doing seasonal things and, and like, I'm going to draw snowmen and bunny rabbits and candy canes and all that, or, and I, I'm going to say right now, or, but I don't think it has to be that way. Or you're an artist that like, this is me, this is this is who I am. I only draw like this. I only draw these shapes and these colors. And how are you going to get the work, right? So if you if you kind of show up as yourself, this is me, this is then you're you're licensed for your style, but your style right. can also shift into you mentioned earlier that you would go into a company and say, Who are you and who who do you, what, what kind of work do you need from us? You said it better. What, how does. Well, um, that comes from being a graphic designer, I think, because when we were doing branding work for different companies, we would do a lot of listening and asking the company, like, who is your target market? And what do you, what are your values? And how do you want to communicate that to the world? And, you know, all of those kinds of questions. And, both Kenzie and I came from that background. So we kind of apply that to licensing because every manufacturer we work with, they have a different way of doing business. They have a different customer base. They, their values are different. The way that they want to show up in the world is different. So the way we approach licensing is kind of working in partnership with our, with the manufacturers and trying to really understand that and then design or create to that. 
so that it's kind of a win-win. We're communicating through what we create, their brand, their values, and their what will appeal to their customer base. And you're not losing your style in the process. No, because no matter what, like I, because I like so many different things and I'm curious and that approach works for me and for Kenzie, that's not going to, that doesn't mean that has to work for everyone. But I kind of came to that realization a few years ago, because I always had in my head, I need to have a signature style if I'm going to be a licensed artist. That's just what you kind of think. But I realized that my signature style is not to have a signature style, but to be able to be more of a chameleon. And that's just, that works with who I am and how I like to work. And so I think it's really for each person to kind of, you know, really understand themselves and how they like to work and what they like to paint and draw and what brings them joy. And then put that out into the world. I think that's such a valuable concept. And I would say you still have your style. You you do strong line work and you're confident with color and you flowers and birds are, you know, a slam dunk for you. And like, but you, but the fact that you're a listener and, and you can say, I bet I'm just going to guess when, when whoever it was that was looking through the sketchbook landed on something and asked you a question, I bet in your mind, you're like, spinning ideas from that and listening to what they're asking for and thinking, oh my gosh, you're liking something that I did kind of for me. How fun would that be to, to make a a whole product line off of, you know? So I just, I want people to understand that it doesn't have to be a black and white, a certain way, you know? No, no. I mean, if you think about like movie directors, every director is going to have their a different style and way of working. I mean, every in musicians, every creative person works differently. They keep different schedules. They they might sleep late and, you know, work late. I don't know. I But I think maybe the message behind this podcast is just being really, really in tune with your yourself, your mind, your body, your spirit, and what you need in all of those areas to feed you to be your very best self. Mm. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. I do want to touch on, speaking of helping feed yourself and others, you have now several years of amazing teaching under your belt, um, teaching art things, teaching art as business. And you've said that you want to lean, you're leaning more into that for yourself. So can you share a little bit about what's coming up? Because I feel like there's, there's many ways to take classes and and many more offered, but make sure you pay attention to what Lori's doing and who she's doing it with, because um, there's a lot to learn there. So share with what, well, what's this happening. Year is, this year is pretty jam-packed with things. So I'm actually heading to Oaxaca at the end of this month with a group of artists and we're just going to paint and draw and experience Oaxaca. Love it. Um, then I'm going to uh, France for a two week residency at Chateau Orcaville. And so excited about that for you. 
So excited. And then Kenzie and I are going to paint a mural at Alt Summit. And we've actually designed t-shirts for Alt, um, that a company that I worked with had produced called Moi et Toi. Um, So that's been fun working with Ken's on that. Then I'm teaching with Carrie Schmidt and Jessica Swift um, in in the south of Seattle. Late April, early May. Um, That's going to be great. I'm I'm teaching with Jennifer Nelson at the Smiley Mance in Vermont Mm -hmm. in June. Uh, Then we're doing um, Art Biz Jam again, which is a conference we've done for years that is geared towards artists and business. And that's going to be October 6th to the 9th in Richmond, Virginia. We don't have the website live yet because we're still bringing, we're onboarding the speakers for that. But if you're someone who wants to learn more about licensing or making money and networking with other artists that are very supportive, that's a really good conference. And then I'm teaching in Connecticut in October. I don't think I missed anything. That's but a, then practically 20- once a month. Oh, oh, I'm going to be in Italy. I forgot that <laughs> one. I'm, gonna be, I'm teaching in Italy um, in August. And then 2025, um, I'm planning a, this is the first time I've ever shared this. Um, <laughs> I'm planning a conference called Unlimited, Rebloom Fearlessly. And that's going to be at Richwood on the River in May of 2025. And then I'm going back to Paragord in France to teach in the fall of 2025 because I, I taught there in September and it's magical and wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm you're be on the road. You're living out loud. You're doing things not only for you, Lori, for, but for the rest of us as well. I mean, there's so many things that you just mentioned that enable our others to learn from and with you. And I just think that's so exciting. There's, I, you know, I'll, our paths will cross at some of those and, yep, you yep. know, if, if you want to know more about what Lori's doing in your, her classes, where can people go to find out about that? Well, I would love to increase my email list. So if they go to my website and sign up for my email list, I do put out a newsletter once a week on Such Friday. a good newsletter. It's like, I'd love to say, y'all, I open all your newsletters, but I always open Lori's newsletter because I learn so much from it every time. Well, I decided I needed to do something that was doable. So it's basically four things that I think are really intriguing and interesting. And so I call it four fabulous finds and we put that out every Friday. So if you go to my website, lauriesiebert.com, you can sign up for my website or for my email list, but I'm most active on Instagram. So I'm all I'm posting almost daily. And then I do challenges. Actually, this is a really good story. So one of the challenges we did last year was a Santa challenge. And we had Inesco um, was one of the judges. They they picked eight of the Santas and they made um, figural pieces that are were so well sculpted. Oh my gosh! And they introduced them at the show <gasps> and they called it Artist Gallery. And they had you know each per each artist their bio with the figural piece. They're doing great packaging and all that came out of one of the challenges we did. So that eight. Was pretty cool. That's a lot. That is yeah. so. Great. Just, I I don't, just a moment. Let me, let me give that a moment. (laughs) That is 
not a small deal. That's so amazing. I, first of all, I thought that was a brilliant challenge because I don't know if y'all know this, but I, I mean, I was designing for holiday and, and doing product development for holiday for years and years and years. And you need a new Santa. You need several new Santas every year, several new everythings. And to have those eight Santas come from one of your challenges is just makes my heart. Well, I'm going to post, I'm going to do a reel about them sometime when I pull it together. But what I love about it is they're all so different Mm -hmm. and so unique. And so I, I feel like they're different from any other Santas that are out there because they're, they're quirky and, you know, they're not Santa in a red suit. They're, they're, I, I love what they did and they sculpted them beautifully they're just real the detail and the textures they're they're really pretty special so that was exciting that is amazing and that continues to happen i mean challenges and by that we mean you know creative challenges on instagram are always something that creative directors are looking at especially when when it's so aligned with you lori because you're you know you've done so much product development and so much licensing that you are well aware of what people are looking for. So, well, I'm not doing as many, like I'm not doing them every other month anymore because I'm just too busy, but um, I am doing one with Estee McLeod again in April. And um, I believe that's going to be a floral based challenge. And we have some cool ideas for that. She's amazing and uber talented and a great teacher and, if you all don't get her newsletter, she does this calorie combo newsletter and gives color combinations for people to play around with. It's really great. Oh, good. Awesome. Who's inspiring you these days? Oh, gosh. My, my grandkids. Perfect. My, so they're so different from each other. Nash is like Mr. Athlete, never stops moving. Go, go, go. Lil Holden, who's five, he calls himself a young artist. Oh. He walks in our house and right away says, can we do a project? Oh. He loves he he loves walking through my messy studio and just he'll pick up stuff and he just wants to make stuff all the time. So, oh, so he's a great. little budding, a little budding maker. Is it Holden that you did a line with? Well, that line we did for Demdeco, and we called it Made Together, and Kenzie Nash, Holden was, he was a little younger, then, so, so he he wasn't as involved in that because he didn't have the attention span, and he painted like a whole page black, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was more Kenzie Nash and myself, so we got together and painted a bunch of icons and things. We we got together twice and did that. And then that's the art that was used for the, they did melamine and a bunch of other products. It's a black and white collection. So it's good. Pretty striking. Yeah. I like, that's probably one of my favorite lines that um, I've done or we've done. I love that. Probably because of the meaning behind it too. But I'm, I'm really inspired by all these chefs that I'm exp- um, finding now. There's one called Chef Bay and, since I'm in this like food self-care mode, 
I'm really kind of digging deep into all of that and exploring food. And I'm, I'm a ba- I've always been a baker because mm. um, I like to measure and I wasn't confident in the other, like real cooking. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this year maybe I'll learn more about that since I'm playing around. I love that. We'll make sure that when you do, you tag self-care in 24 so we can all see. Oh, I will. I will. I will. Find yourself an accountability partner, you know, or will we, you know, let us know what you're doing and let's share in this journey. I, I just, when Lori said that, you know, earlier in the year, it just resonated with me so much because I, I really am, um, well, we did a plank contest in our house next to the well, a, a you wall said that in, yeah. And what are you up to? You're like a, I was three over minute? three minutes, but. That's awesome. Because the last one I did, I'm like, damn, how'd she do three minutes? (laughs) Well, you know what? There's a trick. So I find something I want to watch on YouTube Uh or something. And I make sure that it's, you know, going to take me. So I watch that clock instead of watching my timer, which I'm like, oh, my God, 20 more seconds. I can't possibly do 20 more seconds. Do it. But then when your mind is off it a little bit. And then I, you know, I, you kind I kind of tip tap back and forth between my two feet. Yeah. Yeah. But I, every day you can just try and add a few seconds every day and you get up there. I'm going to do it. I actually like doing planks. I'm not terrible at it, but I'm not to three minutes. So well goal. Yeah. Wall sits are the next one. And, and that's when you, you know, kind of pretend the wall is a back of a chair, but your legs are like, it's hard. I, I oh. have, we haven't really started. Like I haven't timed my, I have timed myself before, but uh, it burns. Wall, wall sits. Wall it's sit. wall you just sits? back yourself up to the wall and sit like you're sitting in a chair. So you, oh. your, your thighs are burning. Oh, oh, I'm going to try that. It's good. It's good for you. Oh, <laughs> I want to see you. I want to see reels of these planks. And <laughs> oh my gosh. Sit. See, that's what we should do. That's what we should do. <laughs> Okay, watch oh, this I've been space. playing pickleball too. Oh yeah, same, same. Which I love it. Uh, Steve, fun. Steve plays like three times a week, so he's really, really good. But we go as like there's about four or five couples that go like you know every once in a while on a Saturday, and it's, I love it. It's, it's such fun. A fun way to just again there you're moving around. There's a friend here on the island that I. But basically, we just hit the ball around, but 90 minutes go by and we've been running around hitting the ball around. It's really fun. I know. And you do break a sweat. You do. And I'm also thinking like, I want to just do dance sessions because I love dancing. So I'm just going to put on loud music when Steve's not here, when he's playing pickleball and dance around the house. You know, there's so many dance movements that are so, I mean, they really, they're, it's really good for you. And don't forget swimming. I, I love that the local high school pool here is really close to me now. And <gasps> there's just something about getting in that water and letting it hold you and moving yeah. through it. That is just oh, otherworldly. Maybe I'll figure that out. Try there's it. also, I think I'm going to look into a couple sessions at a Pilates yeah. uh, studio nearby just so I, cause I don't really know much about Pilates. We don't have a Pilates place here on Vashon Island, but um, I have another friend who really, really, leaned into potties and 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 it changed her whole body and um really but the, you can find it online some yeah. i mean they don't have all the the machines and stuff but i think right. that's a good keep me posted i will 
I will. And you do the same. I will. I'm going to go drink some water now. (laughs) That's right. I'm feeling pretty parched. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And you know, everybody, we're we're just trying to figure it all out together. So thanks for being along for the ride. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I just want you to think about like what you can do for yourself and how to show up so you can be your best creative self, your best, not even your best self. You don't have to. I don't I don't want to put pressure on, but just like I'm thinking about it and I know Lori is and we thought that you might be interested in the conversation. Next week, I have a great guest for you. Megan Amon is coming back. She is somebody that is just so on point when it comes to creativity and building our business, all aspects of it. She offers so much. But next week, we really dig into relevant topics. Megan has a new book that I'm super excited about. It's called Permission to Be an Artist. And there's a lot there, as well as a whole bunch of talk about AI and her feelings on that. So tune back in. Hope you have a great week and I will see you back here. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.